Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey, now everybody, welcome to episode 368 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson, since you have Jason Rugard. This is a special episode. He'll tell us all about it. It's a television episode where we're going to look at two TV shows, pilots for television shows, based on popular films. In this case, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Conan the Barbarian. I don't even know if most people knew that there were spinoffs of these franchises. Were you aware of these? I knew you knew about Conan. Did you know well, there was a Conan, Ferris Bueller's? Conan I know because I own. But, what, other, um, what other movie series spinoff television shows do you own? Um, lots, you know, I've got uh, Beastmaster series, so that's worth it. Um, and we can compare, I can compare and contrast that with the Conan if you'd like. Um, uh, wow, I would maybe <laughs> later in the show. Uh, yeah, definitely I will. I'll tell you why, why the Beastmaster, which is interesting because the Beastmaster lasted three times as long as uh-huh. Conan, but uh, I can tell you the production value of the Conan series is well above the, what the... The Beastmaster one is. Yeah, per episode, they spent way more on Conan than they did on that Beastmaster show. Do you own the Relic Hunter, that Tia Carrera? I don't, uh, but I do like the Relic Hunter. I, I would it, own it. It's, uh, that's uh, streaming, though. You, I, I believe that's on Prime right now. I think the a Beastmaster things, is on Tubi uh, right now. The Beastmaster now. was on Prime for a long time. One of the I picked some of these up, you know. Obviously, DVD had its heyday in the 2000s, but with streaming and stuff, it really kind of makes you stop picking up... Um, Especially the entire series because they're they're big, they have a lot of space, you know. Um, and for the amount of times that you watch them and stuff, so being able to stream a lot of the stuff, which you can um, stream a lot of the old two thousands and and even nineties um, television shows now. So, yeah, they're well widely worth doing available. that rather than buying them. Unfortunately, I do have to kind of admit to that. Yeah, I'm, I love that you admitted to owning. We got Hercules here. That's something similar. Do you? How many seasons of that do you own? We have four seasons of Hercules. It looks like. So not wow. the whole, not the whole thing. That's pretty um, deep. But but again, you kind of stop. Well, you pick up here and there, um, and then you kind of you kind of give up after a while. That's kind of what's happened to my my television collection, you know. Well, Once you realize I ho- wholesale, you know, like I got Battlestar Galactica, I got Seinfeld, I got Buffy, Friends, that yeah, seventy show, everything that's available ones. on streaming somewhere. Um, except they for are now Hercules. for sure. I'm glad you brought up Hercules because let's go ahead and just start with Conan, uh, the Barbarian, the knockoff television show, which is known as Conan the Adventurer. This is a television series that premiered in late 1997, and it was most directly inspired by the success of that Kevin Sorbo-led Hercules show and uh, Mm -hmm. Xena, Warrior Princess. I mean, they were trying to duplicate the success of that show clearly You should say the cartoon, though, too. There was a cartoon... Mm-hmm. Similarly titled, right? About five that, years, six, five or six years earlier than this, uh, called the same thing, yeah, Conan the Adventurer. So not to be confused with the early 90s uh, cartoon, this is the live action uh, Conan um, starring Ralph Mueller. Arnold Schwarzenegger's buddy in real life and fellow bodybuilder. Uh, the, the thing, there's a lot wrong. Yeah, and it also has Danny Woodburn in it, which is interesting because Schwarzenegger worked with him. Um, in earlier, Jingle All the just, Way. Just a year or two or, or, uh, earlier than this show, yeah. And, uh, so did, did, did Schwarzenegger have something to do with this show? I would think that he maybe had a hand in uh, in tipping the, the their nodding in Mueller's well, this direction. Is, to be fair, this show is based on 
the movies and not on the comic books or the books or the writing of Howard or any of that. Uh, right. Exactly. So this is more based on Conan, the Schwarzenegger movies. Well, there is a lot wrong with this series and this episode in particular, but Moeller isn't the worst part of it. I think he's actually well cast as Conan. I don't think that they could have done a better job casting the television series. I think he looks like Conan to me. When I see him, and especially uh, uh, in any particular movement or frame or how he's he's sized up and and does whatever he does, uh, yeah, he's Conan to me. My only... I, maybe this is a problem with Schwarzenegger one too. The delivery is not great. Well, he's you know muted in his his talent, but he's very voluminous in his <laughs> muscle mass. It's not great. I mean, it's worse than Schwarzenegger to be honest with you. Um, oh yes, by far. So it, it is what it is. But he, well, but, but Moeller, he definitely has look. I think he looks more in my mind, especially if I go back to the comic books, which I read a lot. He looks more like Conan than Schwarzenegger did. Yeah, he has That's a thicker jawline. Just jaw in line. my mind. He's taller and he's a little skinnier. Um, where Schwarzenegger seems a little sh- shorter and, and thicker. Yeah, that would be especially you know? true of Conan the Barbarian. I think he leaned out a little bit for the Destroyer, but yeah, he's very thick and, and kind of squattier. All right, talking about the first one, right? The Destroyer, yeah. he is actually a little leaner. Um, but Moeller, I think his heyday cinematically came as the villain in Best of the Best 2. Some people would say as the co-star <laughs> or as one of the slaves in Gladiator. Um, later on in his career, but he really never achieved mainstream stardom, but this was his chance to to be number one on the call sheet, to have his own show, to really lead the charge, and he's not the problem with this show. I remember when this premiered on Saturday afternoon. I mean, the problem with the show is that the budget, I mean, it's more more expensive than Beastmaster, but I think that the okay. budget of this thing shows itself so early. When they got the, the talking head What do you mean? You think this is too on, cheap? Yes. By, by, by really? far. For a pilot I think, episode? I mean, this, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Have you seen pilot episodes in the 90s? Um, I mean, I'm talking about the Hercules. Hey, this thing plays like a movie, man. Oh, man. There's so many set changes, and they're, they're intricate sets. Um, I mean, these are like movie sets, uh, especially at the end. And however cheesy it is, granted, uh, okay, maybe 10 years ago, this would have been a great movie. Well, this I mean, is 22 that, years old. This is a the story is so. Well, I'm saying in, in, in eighty seven or eighty eight, this would have played a lot better. But this um, pilot is there's so much happens in this. There's so much movement. Um, I mean, the fight at the end with the with the three armed with monster, the Muppet demon thing, the Muppet. Yes, but that's that was amazing for an eighties thing. This is based on an eighties thing, an eighties movie, and it this looks like an eighties movie. This could have been an eighties movie. Is, is all I'm saying. So for as far as yeah, I'll give you that. Being a decade later. Um, for what they tried to attempt for this, this is a huge pilot. I, there are not many pilots that are this in, in in depth that go to this to these levels to these extremes and have this many sets that were look like handcrafted and built and everything, um, and shoot on location for a lot of them. I would I could tell you about the Beastmaster set, which looks like dog shit. It looks like a set. And he I'm goes home defer to, to you where he lives at. In the Beastmaster thing. You are the expert. You, it's so a I will, joke. You've yeah, seen and a that lot thing, more that of show this. lasted. I'll tell you this, though, that show lasted three years, and you can tell that they were stingy on the budget. I don't think they were stingy on the budget on this thing. I think they overspent. I, this thing looks great. I, well, I mean, like I said, I I'm going to defer to you. you. You've seen more of this shit than I have. I just thought 
the, the second that talking head gimmick comes up and, and the, the voice and the possession and the overacting starts, I mean, sure. the girl who plays Kara, yeah. the, the main female lead, is awful. The sorcerer is awful. The, how the fuck did Mickey Rooney end up in this? Where did he, <laughs> who's agent? I mean, poor Mickey Rooney didn't deserve this at the end of his career, but I will say this. Andrew Davidoff is really good in this. And Andrew Davidoff, if you don't know who he is, he's in movies like The Wishmaster. He's kind of like the second choice if you can't get Robert Davi. If he's not available, you go to Andrew (laughs) Davidoff. And they're almost interchangeable in looks and talent level, I think. But he gives a fuck here. He plays... Um, you know, the, the evil, the head of guard for the, the evil king who doesn't get along with the sorcerer. And from a story point of view, this isn't uh, neatly contained with it. This is kind of a two-parter in a lot of ways, right? This this could go on, and um, it's all about getting the sword. This whole well, thing is about uh, Conan obtaining the sword. And Which was the, the only thing that I thought was not good about this. That whole sword a sequence where Richard Burton's yeah. skull comes out and starts speaking with him. Yes. Um, or just that that was the, the story wise, this feels unnecessary. This episode feels unnecessary. It just feels like as far as introduction to this world and to what's going to happen and everything, it's kind of like, yeah, you guys could have done way better than this. You know, this kind of leads you to nothing really. I would much rather have had something, more dramatic than just they go out through a sword. Um, Almost like this would have been a third episode. Like there would have been eh, a two-part pilot where he gets his... episode. This just feels like an off episode. Like he gets this sword or whatever. And I don't know, by the end... The, don't you feel like Conan at the end of this episode versus the beginning and, and throughout most of the middle is a kind of a different person a little bit? Like he's kind of a dick at the end of this. Well, he's kind of pussy whipped, and he's a decent guy in the beginning. You know, he's That's he's not I mean. worried about this, this and that. This movie, he's like the sword, the sword. So he's like fucking Gollum at the end. It's like Jesus. Yeah, maybe that's what they were hinting at. I, I never even picked up on that. I thought it was just bad writing, but maybe he's supposed to be possessed by... Because he did say something called me in here, so maybe that was... It just was yeah, not Yeah, and he doesn't give a shit, well. and the, 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 you know, the little guys. is like, is like, hey, don't go fuck with that shit or whatever. And he's like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to get this sword. It's like, and okay. Then, it then does what with it? You know what I mean? Now goes on his travels. Well, like he I does, know. <laughs> he does get a, a crew together, a mute... Um, and, a, and a thief and, and kind of a heavy set friar tuck guy as well as uh, Danny Woodburn they all kind of form his his central traveling group in subsequent episodes as you know um, but that isn't really mm-hmm. explored here at all and no. I think that that should have been that should have been the first episode is gathering the clan and then moving on and finding the sword you know that because this could have been an offshoot a I, mean, I would agree with you if what you look at doing. the Hercules and you look at um, the Beastmaster shows the two shows that went you know the Beastmaster failed out early, but Hercules went on and he had Xena as well. And then you look at this, they're very different in tone and in what happens while they're similar. Um, but they're, and, and what you just explained right there is actually the difference. Like a lot, the sidekicks in Hercules, the sidekicks in um, Beastmaster, the sidekicks in Xena, they matter. We like them. They don't, uh, the secondary characters in this show are just set up horribly. Like, I don't even know what's going on. There's so many people in this. Yeah, I don't maybe care. Maybe too ambitious of a pilot episode, as you say. Like, maybe span this out a couple episodes. I don't care about anybody in this episode besides Conan. And when he's not on screen, if it's not Andrew Davidoff, uh, I, I'm very bored by this episode. That's my problem with it. And I don't get that yeah. way when I'm watching Hercules and Isola's on screen or, or you know, what, one of those sidekicks. Because they, they either it's are charmingly portrayed or It's not very character-oriented. Um, aside from Hercules, anyone else just kind of 
is there. They kind of add a, a little bit here and there, but they really um, are, are up against Hercules, you know. And you know, there's a Netflix reboot that's in the talks right now for this Her- this Conan character. They not, want to bring him yeah, back. Yeah, not of this show, though. Right? Not of this show. <laughs> uh, I mean, they subs- after this show, they had the Jason Momoa fronted 2011 reboot God, that came that out. Awful. Um, I've rewatched it a couple times. It's not as bad as I first remember because I'm don't not you as in hate shock. Jason Momoa in that. He's he's a surfer dude, dumb shit Conan. He comes I don't off know. like a douche. I thought in that whole thing, yeah. like he's like that's the douchiest version of Conan you could possibly play. I'm glad they got him um, right with Aquaman and gave him a good uh, yeah, you love know, him fit for Aquaman, him, right? Because he so, he pulls off almost so a very similar character, but yeah, but yeah, clearly not him. Uh, yeah, Conan. That, that's a very regrettably and forgettable one. But the original ones will always be the best. I prefer. I have always had a preference for mm-hmm. Conan the Destroyer over Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, that's a sequel thing, though. I mean, I, I I think the the first one is a better movie, but I agree with you that the sequel. Um, I don't know. Sequels get rid of a lot of um, explanation and shit because it's already done the first one. You can get to yeah. more of a core of a better movie of, of a more fun movie. I think a more lean like. We can start to look at other things and, and different stuff, but I, I agree with you. I, I like the second one better, even though the first one, as I get older, is heavier. It's a better film. It's better made. It has. I said it they're has both a, worth it. I even like Red Sonia um, as well at this point. You know, yeah. it's all worth it on some level. That world, I always felt that Red Sonia, you know, was was made by a lot of the. It was made by a lot of the same production company people, sure. and I don't understand why they called Schwarzenegger Calador and not just made that an official Conan companion or a knockoff because. I always felt it existed in the same world. Red Sonja is the least of those threes in, in terms of uh, quality and, and entertainment value, but it's still worthwhile it's viewing if you worth like it. those it's first It's part two. of the legacy, you know? And so definitely something, I mean, you say, why don't they just do it? You just accept it as is, right? Like, it is obviously what it is. You're not going to fool me by, by changing names. I love the score to Red Sonja. I think that that Ennio uh, Marcone score. score is great. And obviously the Conan scores by uh, Basil Pandoras are, are fantastic as well. Uh, I saw yeah. this on the original run, this Conan show. On I believe it was on like the UPN or whatever was substituting for the UPN network back then uh, in late 1997. This was on a two-hour block. Check this out. I taped this in the same day the pilot episode for another failed show was on after it called Soldier of Fortune. Do you recall that show? Yeah. I mean, that was definitely it had to be UPN still at that point. Or UPN yeah, were- didn't dissolve until... Uh, 2004? Mid-2000s, yeah. 2005, something like that. Uh, and this mm-hmm. was like when they were trying to get that young male demographic. You know, they had like wrestling on there and these shows. Right. It was almost like when Spike TV came out uh, in the mid-2000s. It was, they yeah, were trying they, to go for the UPN same thing. UPN did try to do that as well. But I, I, I believe Spike's part of the Paramount was network a part now. of that a whole network. So, yeah, so very similar, yeah. Uh, when did you first see this? Was it on DVD? How you, would you find this? Yeah, DVD. I did not see this first run. Um, I you know early 2000 or no i don't actually don't well, i don't have this nearby i don't know when this came out on dvd but i just saw it in the store and was like fuck yeah yeah exactly <laughs> bought it and watched it you know enough said <laughs> uh these are very hard to find actually these aren't streaming anywhere you can find conan the adventurer the the animated series that trevor was talking about at the top of the show the 1992 kids show that's available right now streaming on tubi a lot of this stuff you can find on youtube yeah. we have the pilot episode that we're talking about available on our youtube channel on movie mavericks you can but buy the dvds i think still but that, that's a good reason um you bring up here that I mentioned maybe don't buy the DVDs, but 
here's a good reason to buy the DVDs because things become streaming for oh, a couple of years and then they're nowhere to be found. Believe me, it happens to me all the time. And I'm like, fuck, I wish I had those DVDs. Yeah, it's like, you know, I wanted to watch uh, something the other night and I, I couldn't find it. And then I go and I buy it on, on digital, on iTunes. And then when you know, it, uh-huh. it's up on streaming the next month. And I'm like, shit, guaranteed. Yeah, I own this fucking thing. Guaranteed, you know? yeah, the minute I buy anything. But for anything that anyone comes out on, on streaming or anything, it's because I bought it. So you should just thank me right away. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm still waiting on that uh, True Lies official Blu-ray release, but you did buy that, that knockoff one. I did get that knockoff one. I don't think you're going to see a real one um, ever. Well, but they got I, True Lies yeah. right now on uh, on Prime uh, in HD. So they are, it's remastered and floating what? out there. No, they there. don't. No, they do. It's on Prime. God damn it. It's because you bought that fucking thing. <laughs> that's see, that's why I, I waited. It. Just you're thank welcome. me. Just thank me for it. I do. That's okay because I have the I have the Blu-ray. So when that goes away, I'll still be able to watch. That Blu-ray does look um, uh Beautiful. So I'm sure the Prime one um, looks beautiful as well. If you guys have not seen uh, HD, I know you saw it on HDNet back in the day. Um, if you haven't seen True Lies in HD, watch it. That's any that camera movie, my, but that particularly that one in particular because it's not not been available in readily for sure. So now that it is uh, streaming, uh, oh God, take the time to watch because it is beautiful looking. Yeah, if you've only seen that on VHS or on early DVD, which wasn't uh, anamorphic. Which is basically VHS, yeah. Yeah, you got to watch that on HD. Do, do yourself a favor. The blues and the cleanness of the image and the, the special effects hold up remarkably well for a movie that's 26 years old. So uh, I highly recommend going back. And we actually did a, a retro on that not too long ago. You can find that episode on Movie Mavericks or iTunes and, and check it out after you watch it too and, and listen to what we said because we were blown away at how well that movie stands up and uh, you know that's a, another a Schwarzenegger classic mm-hmm. and, and you think about that time period from 82 yeah. to 94 when that was released and how many classics Schwarzenegger started you're talking about two Terminator movies uh, two Conan movies Total Recall Commando I mean a shit, The Running Man Red Heat these are just fucking classics Predator I didn't even mention that one uh, just unbelievable yeah and this I mean, if, the internet, the if the internet was 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 as big of a thing, um, you know, back in '97 as it is now, he would have come out in favor of this Conan TV show, saying it was the greatest thing ever. To I know he does shield ever, for whatever ever the needs salesman. to be done. Yeah. Uh, he is ever the salesman, um, but you gotta love the guy sometimes. I mean, especially '90s Arnold. I loved him. This is when he was the biggest star in the world. There was no way he was gonna come back for a television show, so he said, "Fuck it, give it to my buddy Rolf. He'll take it." And and you know. Kudos to him because this was a great casting choice. Too bad for Moeller that it didn't go farther for him. Uh, there was never a second season produced. There's only, is there 22 episodes or 13 There's episodes a whole of this? S- it's a whole season. Is that 13 or 22 though on uh, I believe it is 22 episodes. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I thought there was a- only... Th- See, I thought there was only 13 for some reason, but... I mean, that'll um, only be half a season, but I can't remember now. It's been a while since I've seen this, to be fair. The right. whole thing it is out there available um, um sporadically like i said you can find this pilot episode we talked about uh, on our it YouTube spans channel. two years so that leads me to believe it's an entire season which would that be would be 22 22 20 something yeah 22 episodes yeah so it's it's a whole season um which makes it more worth it <laughs> all right let's move on and talk about the second show on today's episode and that is the 1990 sitcom oh that was released by nbc ferris bueller just titled Ferris Bueller, based on Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and uh, mm-hmm. this, this, you know, right away in this pilot, this um, only ran for let's start right off the bat, ran for one season, 
13 half episodes. Season, yeah, yeah, yeah half a season. Episodes, so. The the most notable thing about Might this make it. Jennifer about Aniston this pilot is that Jennifer Aniston <laughs> plays the Jennifer Grey character She's of the, the sister. The sister. Um right away you, though in this pilot they they acknowledge the movie and kind of shit on the movie. Are you kidding me? That uh, <laughs> the first yeah, when this movie, this show opens and I'm like, "Oh, sold." <laughs> yeah, that's what I said too. I'm like, what the fuck? We're going to we're going to meta meta? Like, oh, yeah. this is the whole point of the fucking TV. This is the whole point of the movie. We're going to do it in the TV. Oh, I'm sold. And I loved this episode. I would, I would, I don't know. How did this only last for 13 episodes? And how did I not know about this? Bro, I'm so um, glad you say this. This is fantastic. I thought I, was, I thought I was just too fucking stoned, but I'm sitting there and I'm watching this episode and I'm Dude, like, so this the concept is, this of this episode. would be running episode, up against Saved by the Bell. Do you understand that? How superior this is to Saved by the Bell? This, what the this, fuck was this going whole, on? The concept behind this episode is that this is the real Ferris Bueller and that the movie starred Matthew Broderick based on his life and they fucked it up. So he's going to show you how yes. it really is. And I was and like, this fun, is fucking right? bizarre. All, all the characters are here. It is bizarre. But I thought it was a lot of fun and it worked. And this uh, this, this Charlie, Charlie Schlatter guy uh, is, yeah, good. is really good. And um, um, all of his friends, um, uh, you know, obviously the, the principal... Um, you had Jennifer Aniston as a sister, and she's still Jennifer Aniston, um, which is insane. Uh, but yeah, everyone I thought was really good in this, and the whole show was good, and it just kind of sucks you in. It's a fun time. I laughed a couple Bueller. times. It is Ferris Bueller. It's as Ferris Bueller to, to, in that world as the movie is. And I will say this about easily. this pilot, too, is that this pilot was, you said it was up against Saved by the Bell. I say it's more in the mold of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I think with the little hip-hop score and like the, the hooks that they were dropping, with, I thought they were going the, for like kind of like the hip-hop crowd of the time. I, 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 don't, I disagree with that. I think that this is going for a, a white crowd. I don't think this is going for... Um, that fresh urban Prince market crowd um uh, although that not that that only obviously that captured everyone um but that was something back in the day um <laughs> i still watch right? fresh Prince. i mean i love that i shit. was gonna say that but it was i mean family matters that that wasn't an issue back in the day i don't know why they make it an issue now um but yeah uh i don't understand how this only lasted 13 episodes at, at, at i mean i really think this com- this was competing with with um uh, say by the say bell by more the than bell? anything because it, it had so much to do with the high i haven't seen the other episodes to be fair but this has was so high school centric well i think that they spent a lot of money on this pilot to the the music budget there are some like legitimate music in here that you, you know are it's you like it's, it's familiar i'm surprised cool. she but drives me qu- crazy all that shit was in here and it's just like oh my god this is a this is like fucking like this could be a movie well the, I, it, I want to ask you this though. Why did they feel the need to change the setting from Chicago to Santa Monica? Because the Chicago setting of Ferris Bueller, the movie, is kind of integral to that movie. I mean, John Hughes and sets most of his stuff I in think Chicago. That's because, and again, Bayside, you know, I think it's because California was the place to be, especially on TV. In the early 90s. Malibu. Yeah. I mean, just, just 90210. Like, yeah, Baywatch. There, there are plenty yeah. of names. There are plenty of things that just say coast, 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 west coast, you know? constantly throughout a lot of it so i'm not surprised by that the show continues the tradition of the movie where the main character breaks the fourth wall 
which typically is very fucking annoying, but here it works once again. And this kid, the main actor, starred in 18 again. And the guy's a great mimic. He he mimicked, which was a body swap comedy in the era of all the body swap comedies. And it's the one where him and George Burns swapped uh, personalities. And he's a good fucking mimic. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to this guy's career, where he went, but uh, he, he, like you said, this show should have stood around for longer, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of Cuffs. Remember that sh- that movie Cuffs, with Christian bit, yeah. Slater? I saw a little bit of Cuffs in there too, with the with the the edge. Me and Joe mentioned Cuffs. I'm saying, uh, yeah, Joe right. I'm mean, saying. I mean, to be fair, uh, Christian Slater is a good-looking guy in that movie, too. You know what I mean? They're both kind of peeking in that movie. That's a good little... Uh, really? I just it. said Mia Jovovich and Cuss, and you countered with Christian <laughs> Slater and Cuss. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. It's been a long day, bud. I, you I know? do. I, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he was a handsome man back then. Uh, you know, but uh, I just think that this was a, a fun little pilot, and I wasn't expecting much from this. I think because we recently watched that Bill and Ted's pilot, which was absolute dog shit. I did, I, yeah. I thought this was going to be along that line, and this was a lot better this and more This is ten put times together. better than that. I, th- I think this is, um, yeah, this is a legit show that I would have watched. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess 1990, I just wasn't in tune enough with everything on TV to have caught this, but um, but that was something that had to do with that time period. You know, it was hard to catch new things and then to know exactly what what was new and what where everything was and how to find it or how to watch it. Well, yeah, you used to bring um, up how to find like it. it. They used to today. switch things. They used to switch things around constantly. I mean, news radio, I think, was infamous for having a, a ten new time slots over five years. They would do that all the fucking time. And I don't know if this was ever put in the TGIF lineup, but this would have fit right in. I don't know why it wasn't given a chance. Yeah. Uh, in in that slot or following Fresh Prince or leading into Fresh Prince because it seems like all of these crossover and these markets would have aligned up better for this show. Uh, Maybe they just blew all the money on that music budget. I I still can't believe how much good music is in this pilot. The only thing that also threw me off at the pilot was he doesn't have the girlfriend yet. So they have to give him something, I guess, in the show to go after because if if you you meet him and he has everything. He was kind of going after her to begin with. So it's almost a prequel, sequel retelling. It's bizarre. Like I said, I was might have been too stoned when I was watching this, but I was analyzing the shit out of it. Like, what linear timeline does this take place with? And I wouldn't have been doing that if they didn't have that clever opening scene where he chainsaws off Matthew Broderick's head and literally talks about the actor. And I was like, this is fucking bizarre. This is way ahead of its time. This is like something you would have seen on yeah. Netflix today. You know what I mean? This would have been a t- like a Cobra Kai retelling. This is almost was like, oh, this was thirty years too ahead of its time. Somebody bring this back to Netflix right now. Then we don't need a Conan reboot. We need the Ferris Bueller reboot. And, <laughs> yeah, and I, mean, this I agree. This kid. was it was uh, surprising to have it open up and 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 meta the meta of the movie was. Yeah, I just thought it was smart. Like I, and, and in hindsight, it's almost like there's how else would you have done that? Like, they of had to get the elephant that's how you would do that shit. Room. Of course, that's how you would handle it. I'm that surprised the studio wrote, uh, you know, signed off on that because they, I mean, that's clearly going to piss off Hughes. And uh, I mean, not that you need his blessing at this point, but uh, still, it was just well, he was in his hiding, ballsy right? move. So. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think he was on his way to um, hermithood at that point. But I'm surprised that. Uh, we both agreed that this was a, a, a good little f- little show and that because I was going to be embarrassed to come on here basically and defend I thought I was going to have to defend this for the last 15 minutes but I'm glad that um, <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't have to I feel it at ease yeah no I, I feel like I can rest my case I was really surprised and really enjoyed uh, the hell out of it and uh, I mean more so than Conan I thought I would have 
have liked Conan better, but... Yeah, I think that Fred out of the Wheeler two, this good. is the more enjoyable of the one. And not just because oh, this was far. a 22-minute sitcom as opposed to a 45-minute action uh, show. but I wish uh, it was 40 minutes. Available. It was that good. Yeah, we, this is available as well if you want to watch it on our YouTube channel. I know I keep saying that, but uh, if you have, if you want to join in the conversation, mm-hmm. um, this is going to be on the Movie Maverick mm-hmm. YouTube channel is as we speak. So check it out and let us know what you guys think in the comments on the channel page. Uh, write to us, uh, email us, and we'll, we'll read your your comments on air for the next one, but highly surprised that I enjoyed this as much as I did. Conan was a bit of a letdown, but I've seen other episodes <laughs> in that series, so I know that there are ones that I have kind of a goofy affection for, but that pilot, I just, right. the the overacting and the, it just doesn't go anywhere. I do like though, once again though, I wanna say about that pilot, that Ralph Moeller's the shit in it, and that the costumes do look like, like the bad guys' costumes look like they might have gotten stole from the wardrobe department of yeah. the movies. So I do kind of like that. I agree. That. I like the production design. I like the sets. I like the, uh, clearly the money was spent to get them outside of a studio and to build huts yes. and to build um, places for them to exist. And even when they're in studio, it's uh, when they go into uh, the temples and um, just different places like that. It's like, oh, wow, this is a whole... It was a whole thing someone planned out. You know? Is a production design team. Yeah, yeah. we didn't someone just throw did some paint here. on the wall and yeah. And I've seen uh, some some other episodes of shows like that that are just putrid. I mean, you bring up a Beastmaster, and there are even worse ones out there. I, I yeah. can't think of I, any offhand. But I mean, Beastmaster looks like a set, and you know, and by that I mean like you can tell that like oh, what is that tree styrofoam? Like what's going on here? <laughs> like it's re- like really bad sometimes. It's like holy crap. When you start recognizing stuntmen who've died multiple times in an episode, too, you're like, eee, this is not good. Yeah, but that can also be a, you know, a, a charming effect as well. I think, and it that's something that Beastmaster yeah. does, for me anyways. But yeah, but yeah, there's no match to doing something that looks super cheap and, you know, like I, I built something out of cardboard versus right, here I am in the real world and you know the vikings are attacking me and i have to fight back or whatever you know i I think people forget just how popular hercules and xena were i mean those Mm -hmm. were the most watched shows on television for many many years from the mid to late 90s those were like the biggest thing on cable television in syndication they they were bigger than baywatch so it was like a billion people per episode worldwide would watch those episodes um so there was many many attempted cash-ins on that success and of those, this is one of the more successful ones. I will say that. Uh, I'm just, I'm still at a loss though on why Ferris Bueller's was never given a full season. Yeah, you I said, don't if you get want to see thirteen episodes, I don't even get it. You, it's so good. Yeah, if you're ever interested in seeing Jennifer Aniston be the character she plays be in Jennifer every movie, Aniston including Friends, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just had to at find the age. right vehicle for her. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah, still and pouty she's not and she still off does the thing. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 368. We want to thank you guys for joining us on this look back at two classic television shows inspired by films. Like we said, if you want to check them out, they're on our YouTube channel at Movie Mavericks and uh, that MovieMavericks.com for our past episodes, podcasts, reviews, all the good stuff. Leave us a review, write a review, leave a rating, all that kind of stuff. Helps the algorithm and gets us uh, higher up in the ratings so that we can continue to do this for you guys. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I'm Jason Rugard. I, I, didn't remember my, I can't remember my name. I'm getting so bad at podcasting. That's, I mean, 360 you, you episodes. I, I am. Am I? Thank I'm you. Therefore, you know. I think I am. Therefore, I am. Just I just started. I, I'm still pondering the meta of the meta of Ferris Bueller's <laughs> right. episode. Maybe. Okay, I'm lost. Might, I, don't, I don't know who plays Jason Rugard in the movie, but you are Jason Rugard in the TV show. <laughs> 
here we're all Malkoviches, you know? It's like... <laughs> all right, guys, that's going to do it for us tonight. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I think I'm Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com, warp 9. Engage! Engage!